Hello and welcome to Still Buffering, a cross-generational guide to the culture that made us. I am Riley Smurl. I'm Sydney McElroy. And I'm Taylor Smurl. <sighs> how, how are you doing oh, today, guys. Riley? <laughs> I am so tired. I, I uh, read Taylor's version, came out last night at midnight. Mm-hmm. We're recording this on November 12th. By the, the time the this other comes out, Taylor, be... not me. Right, right. Yeah. Not, not this Fair Taylor's much. version. No. Um, Taylor Swift's version. Did you do a version? Did you do a version? I'm still working on mine. Okay. <laughs> to get my rebuttal. What What are you going to call it, though? Because it can't be Taylor's version. Unless- oh, it's still Taylor's version, but just spelled. Just spelled. <laughs> the other- yes. <laughs> Taylor's version with an E. <laughs> yes. I'll call it unread. <laughs> Blue. There you go. It's not um, unread. Sure. <laughs> Uh, it came out last night at midnight. It has 30 songs on it. It's over two hours long. So, of course, I had to stay up and listen to the entire thing as soon as it came out so I could participate in the discourse, but also because I've been waiting for it for five months. So you can participate in the discourse. Yes. Um, Is there some intense discourse going on? I guess so, huh? Yeah, it's everywhere. There it's was a lot place. about it on Twitter, I will yeah. say, because I looked at Twitter this morning and I was like, Wow. A lot of people seem to like Taylor Swift. That was the first thing you said to me this morning when we sat down was, I realized you're not the only one who likes Taylor Swift that much. <laughs> I, the, word yes. I, the word I used was obsessed. Okay. <laughs> obsessed with Taylor Swift. There are people that are way worse than I am. I'm just really happy that for as, as many years as she had to put up with people complaining about her writing songs about like exes and stuff. And now people just like wait for it. Like, oh, who are we trashing now? Like, yes. Give it to me. It's so good, uh, especially because this entire album just is a, uh, almost all of it is about Jake Gyllenhaal. There are a few songs about a Kennedy, uh, but they're not. Yes, she dated a Kennedy for a brief summer. Which one? Connor Kennedy. What's his deal? Um, what do you mean? Do we like him? Hate him? Is I think he good? It, bad? I think it was just fine. Do we know? I think he was just fine. Okay. The songs are like not bad. They're not like the songs about Jake Gyllenhaal. I don't. I don't know what the Kennedys are up to these days, so I don't really know where all that. I don't know where all that lands. <laughs> I don't keep up with Kennedys. them. I'm glad. I guess it's good. Um, yeah. So she also had two appearances on late night shows last night, one on Fallon and one on Seth Meyers, and she hinted at several other things that now people have been dissecting mm. and analyzing all night long and all morning oh my um, goodness. like she mentioned that people say you should have made music videos for these songs these songs should have been singles like how intense her fans are is what she was talking about basically oh. um and she said so i listen and i'm making the videos and you know all that kind of stuff so then everyone heard that and was like what does she mean what videos <laughs> it's oh, plural that feels pretty straightforward. It sounds like she's going to make some videos. It sounds like she's going to make some music videos. <laughs> yeah, if we rearrange think... the letters in this sentence. <laughs> I don't think that's a puzzle. Um, but uh, <laughs> she also, which even I thought was a little silly, her lucky number is 13. We talked about this before. It always has mm-hmm. been. So when she was on Jimmy Fallon, they played a game where you could pick numbered boxes to like play the game. The two she picked were one and then three. It just you yeah, know, it was probably a nod to that. But everyone saw that and was like, the next two albums she's recording is her first one, it's debut, and then it's Speak Now, her third one. That's what she's confirming. It's one, then three. It's like, no, I just think it was a nod to 13 because that's like her it, thing. It really, when we did that alternate reality game in Huntington last weekend, <laughs> it really made me know like what it's like to live in your Swifty world. 
Yeah. Like, so yeah. These are just constantly. living in a long-form ARG. <laughs> yeah, it's just, like, looking around and going, is that just a, like, a stop sign or is it a clue? I don't know. Is that is that poster <laughs> for, like, a job posting? Is that a real poster or is it a clue? I don't know. But that's, like, what it's like yeah. to live in the Taylor Swift fandom it's ridiculous because she even said it last night the way it started was just she wanted people to read the lyrics for her songs when she would sell the cds so in her little lyric booklets that came with the cd she would capitalize certain letters and if you circled the capital letters it gave you like a message for each song um that gave a hint about like when she wrote it or who it was about or where she wrote it or whatever um that was how it started was just very obviously if you look in the lyrical booklet there are some letters that are capital that stand out and you circle those and it makes a thing. Um, now it has turned into just like I spy everywhere yeah. all the time and everything she does. It's like, how did we go from that very obvious, like here's a cute little secret message to there are five holes in a fence and April 30th was going to be the day that she released like her secret third album Woodvale. I don't, I don't know. That's I, really on you all though. Yeah. Yeah. yeah no, I, I take responsibility. Um, partially along with everyone else obviously <laughs> but we'll talk we'll talk about it the next time it's my turn we'll talk about the whole album but uh i yeah. need some time to process it she also made a short film about the 10 minute long version of one of her songs uh that comes out today really excited about that i, I asked i asked uh cooper this morning after i looked at twitter i said cooper why does everybody love taylor swift so much do you think Everybody's really obsessed with Taylor Swift. And she went, who's Taylor Swift? (laughs) I I have obviously failed. (laughs) And also, if you still have to ask after all the episodes we've done about Taylor Swift, why does everyone love Taylor Swift so much? No. You you don't listen to me? Well, I mean, I've talked about this so many times. I just. (laughs) She is the music industry. She's a musical genius. I, I think. Yes, I understand. Her music is good. I think there don't, are other... No, no don't just, say just her mean, music is I good. D- <laughs> I will fight about this. The frenzy around her, I don't quite understand. It's like a, it's like Beatles mania, but it's Taylor Swift. Yeah, but think And about, I don't understand Beatles mania either. Think so, about just in I the mean, past... this cal- isn't targeted. Just, it's like the... S- Sydney, j- just in the past calendar year, she put out two full new albums and two pre-recorded albums with 10 new songs on each one pretty much like in one calendar year she has put out four albums it's i'm not in quarantine she recorded them all like at her house saying it's not incredibly impressive it's you are are (laughs) such thin ice right now sid i know i'm I'm trying to be careful here i well i've i'm trying to be careful you said her music's good the one thing you don't want to do is upset a Taylor Swift fan. Obviously. <laughs> I've got, I got no sleep last night. All I did was stay up listening to her talk about how horrible Jake Gyllenhaal is. Carly's about to walk off the podcast if you continue with this. No, no. I, I respect her <laughs> abilities and skill and talent. All those things. I, I like that no, this is where you're no at on Taylor, Taylor Swift. Swift. Wait, you, you brought new kids on the block to the table today. I'm just yeah, really? You that that's your... Your track record uh, of new kids on the block in Greece too. Are you okay? <laughs> your big contributions to the podcast. But what I'm saying is, like, I, I have a passing interest <laughs> in what's going on with new kids on the block. What? <laughs> but not, not the degree of devotion. 
How about that word? Devotion that I see among Taylor Swift fans to Taylor Swift. If anyone had that degree of devotion to new kids on the block today in the year 2021, (laughs) I don't know what I would like. I don't know how they're functioning today. If that was what they're that's 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 their obsession. You know what? There's somebody. Is it you? No, it's not me. But I guarantee there's somebody. I guarantee there is. (laughs) It's not. There really isn't. I I. I, no, but there, there, there's somebody you know. There yeah. is. But anyway, I have no, no. Of course, I, I think, know. and I like, and Charlie knew who Taylor Swift was. Well, yes, right away. Charlie also knows some of her least popular songs ever. So Charlie's in like the small minority of small Taylor Swift fans that like love her the best. Well, she, I mean, she really likes. You need to calm down. You need to calm down. And me. And me. Oh, she loves Which me. Which is considered like her worst single of all time. Really? Yeah. <laughs> oh, she yeah. loves me. We listen to me in this house a lot. Um, and then she also, uh, I don't know if you remember her obsession with Look What You Made Me Do. Oh, yeah. Uh, I love that song. Except she couldn't watch. Um, she always had to cover her ears during the part where she says. The old Taylor can't come to the phone right now. She's, Why? Because she's dead. <laughs> oh, is that scary? <laughs> she couldn't hear her say she's dead. It, it, she, yeah, it used to upset her to hear the word dead. And so she would cover her ears and hide when she Even though the music dead. video starts with a zombie Taylor Swift crawling out of the grave. She would cover her eyes during certain okay. parts. Okay. Um, but she liked the end when they were all standing in a line. Yeah, that part's good. Yeah. Anyway. <laughs> um, but we are talking about New Kids on the Ooh. Block. I had to listen to it the whole first part of this week because I knew if I put it off until yesterday or today, I I couldn't listen. You were going to have to turn off Taylor Swift to listen to New Kids on the Block, and, and that wasn't going to happen. That sounds yeah. illegal. <laughs> um, so <laughs> I was, I realized too, I was really on the young end of the New Kids on the Block fandom. Like, it, that, when I, I, there was a picture I, I saw of me recently. Did you show me that picture? Did mom? Mom. Yeah. Mom showed me this picture recently of me with one of my friends when I was Charlie's age, I believe, in this picture. So seven. And we are both wearing matching New Kids on the Block nightgowns. So, like, I really think the peak of my New Kids on the Block fandom was, like, seven to ten. <laughs> Which I was thinking about this as I was listening to this music. Like, what was going on with me? <laughs> well, that, what what was happening? <laughs> I was I was trying to to figure out that time frame because I when I was listening to it, and I won't get into this, but like it's like, oh wow, this reminds me so much of like the Backstreet Boys, and how it how did Sydney have New Kids on the Block, and I had the Backstreet Boys, and we're not that far apart in age, but these are two completely different like decade bands. Oh yeah. And I mean, if you look at like, so New Kids on the Block was active from like 1984 is when they started. I was one. You were one. <laughs> mm. And 1994 was sort of like the end of that first wave. They came back later in 2008. but They had an album put out in 2008. Yeah. yeah. But, but <laughs> I mean, I was not that old, <laughs> but I was obsessed. I Everybody was. It was my recollection. I mean, I had... So New Kids on the Block, I should start with, if you don't know who they are, which I can't imagine anybody hasn't at least had a passing, like, heard the name. I guarantee you, if there's anyone listening who is my age or slightly younger, there is a, like, 50% chance they have no idea. Who New Kids on the Block are? If like, it like, that even that they existed. If it weren't for you, I would have no idea mm. that they even existed. 
It's not like a name. That's so weird. Uh, like Backstreet Boys, really? NSYNC, you hear those. Don't hear new but kids. But new kids was before them. Exactly. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> or as they went on to be uh, known as NKOTB. <laughs> I think that contributed to their downfall. Kotib. Doesn't really roll up the Kotib. Kotib. If they were they weren't the first boy band, by the way. They weren't the first one. They were one of the early boy bands, no doubt. But um, they were not the first. I think that's important. Because the guy, I was actually reading a little bit more into who wrote their songs. Um, Maurice Starr wrote a lot of their songs. And he had initially done a New Edition. Hmm. And then, and that was that band predates New Kids on the Block. And then, be, based on that success, he was like, "I'm gonna put together another boy band, New Kids on the Block." Mm-hmm. Um, and he tried to do other boy bands, but it, none was ever were ever as successful as those two. Basically, when Simon Cowell put One Direction together, yes. same exact thing. It, I mean, well, th- there's like this whole history of that's like a trend of putting people boy putting bands, yeah. bands together of young men. <laughs> yeah. I don't. Were the Spice Girls put together? Or did they just yeah. find each other naturally because all of their names end in spice? No. Mm. <laughs> I thought they were all related. The family band. They're all in the same family. Yeah. It's a family band. No, I the don't spice family. I don't know. I don't what I'm I guess what I'm getting at is are there girl bands that were put together in the same way? Uh I mean there uh Little Mix was made at, around the same time as One Direction and it was a group of five girls from X Factor just like One Direction was a group mm-hmm. of four guys from X Factor. Five guys? Oh I my god, how many people were in One Direction? Um have you heard of Camilla Cabello? Yes. She was in that's where she started in okay. Little Mix. But she kind of did the same like Harry Styles, she Beyonce'd. Yeah. She left. Yeah. But like Destiny's Child, I don't I don't believe they were like put together or TLC. Mm-hmm. Like I think these were groups like that Mm -hmm. just naturally they organically arose as opposed to these boy bands that were sort of manufactured yeah that's the only one i can think of that was put together um i new kids on the block i they were i was not alone they were like a gigantic hit Mm -hmm. they they encouraged this sort of swifty fandom beatlemania sort of thing Mm -hmm. i mean they did like and i'm sure taylor i don't know because I felt like Backstreet Boys and NSYNC came too late. Like, I was too old for them, which is weird. This is very weird. Like, with the commentary we're making on the age, like, the target age for these boy bands is very weird. Yeah. Also, that there is, like, only three years between the two of you. And there is such a difference in... Well, because I always felt like, like, well, I'm too old to be into Backstreet Boys and NSYNC. Like, that's for the younger kids. Like, that was yeah. my perception not like i was too cool but like too old i mean the the debut album for backstreet boys was 96 so that was not long after new kids on the block hung up their sneakers i don't know <laughs> <laughs> uh, i would have been like but see that's weird because i would have been 13 yeah that feels well, like a good time for backstreet boys I mean, because I remember, I think Backstreet Boys, my friends that were really into like Backstreet Boys and NSYNC, like that was through late elementary school and middle school. By the time we got to high school, it wasn't cool anymore. It wasn't cool to like boy bands in high school, you know? People still did, that- but I think that the 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 young target audience is, I don't know if that's unique to New Kids on the Block, but I think that was really a a factor that influenced later boy bands. Like, I don't. 
which is hilarious if you think about the way the songs are written and like the the lyrical pr- perspective of most of the songs is like mm-hmm. towards like hey girl like all of them <laughs> like you're singing to a nine-year-old yeah well i mean but they're and they're the thing is like whether or not they intended i don't want to sit here and say like the whole plan was to target nine-year-olds i'm not i don't think that no. i think the thought was young girls will go crazy for these cute boys singing yeah i don't think that it was more insidious than that certainly but the the lyrics to a lot of the songs are incredibly like chaste yeah Yeah. i mean they're not sexy (laughs) yeah they they would evolve in a direction that was more mature eventually but like a lot of the early songs are like there's so much we can do. Like, we can go to the park. We can get some ice cream. We can hold hands. I mean, like, it's all very. Well, it's probably why it appeals to young, younger kids, right? I yeah. mean, it's like you said, I, it was the same thing when One Direction was a thing. It wasn't cool to be a One Direction fan if you were in high school. But if you were like, you know, in late elementary, middle school, that was the thing. Yeah. But they didn't sing about sexy stuff. Well, it was, I mean, I don't know what they sung about. The same kind of thing. Yeah. It was something they had to have been aware of because said the, I don't remember, like, listening to this music, they were the, the hits I remembered, but I didn't, I never really, I was too young. But I do remember you having the, the New Kids on the Block Barbie dolls. And I mean, if you're making dolls that are sized with Barbies, you have to know who your audience is. You're not making that for, like, a 20-year-old girl to play with or collect. Well, I mean, I guess that's true. You're not and you're not making you're not even really making it for teenagers because Barbies are definitely like I mean, not that teenagers can't play with Barbies, but you're definitely aiming at a lot younger. I mean, that's true. And I target demographic. I did. So I think that was the other big thing about New Kids on the Block is that they had their music, which was very like uh, you have now listened to it. Standard boy band ish Mm -hmm. 90s. Yeah. A little cheesy, yeah. Right, like we, we're 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 80s into the early 90s. It was the height of cheese. It did have a little bit more of um, <laughs> an 80s uh, feel, I guess, than mm-hmm. like Backstreet Boys or NSYNC. Um, but it, still, it was very the time much where, boy band. where you could say things in a song unironically. Yeah, like come on fellas yeah <laughs> here we go like as if like that's just a thing that we do. <laughs> Calling your bandmates fellas, by the way. <laughs> That's kind of adorable, actually. It is kind of cute. Come on, fellas. Here we go. And then you do the laws. <laughs> la, <Yeah>. la, la. <laughs> there is something cute about that. But. Yeah. Well, I mean, just the entirety of the song, Hanging Tough, with all of these, like, their voices have just turned, but not entirely. Like, what? Are, you're mm-hmm. hanging tough, are you? <laughs> Uh, hanging tough I love because oh what is it in parentheses um hanging tough was the one that in parentheses said something about bad boys oh that one made me really happy that's that's I also I like that I just I love song names that have the parentheses on them um but that like I like for example I'll be loving you in parentheses forever (laughs) it just feels like a little bit of an aside like in the title they couldn't just name it I'll be loving you forever I'll be loving you forever boys in the band is the boy band anthem I don't know if you noticed that that song must have come later because they they name drop bands like Backstreet Boys and NSYNC in that song right Mm, yeah 
Yeah, they did do that. Uh, um, the song that I, upon re-listening to, well, first of all, with the hits, like Hanging Tough, Step by Step, Please Don't Go Girl. Those were, those were so huge. Mm-hmm. I mean, those were giant songs, which is weird that Hanging Tough was because they, I think they yelled the line, we're rough. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yep. <laughs> And no one has ever sounded less tough than they do singing the song Hanging Tough. Um, can I ask just for context, like the average age of member in this band at the height of their so fame? The, the little one, <laughs> the one that I was um, obsessed with. Well, because you were also a little one. Because <laughs> I was a little one, um, was Joey McIntyre. Although, yes. my, my recollection is that he went by Joe McIntyre. When mm-hmm. he was with like early in the band, and then he had a solo career. Mm-hmm. A lot of them would go on to have a solo career, and he was Joey McIntyre when mm-hmm. he had a solo career. So did um, one of the Knight brothers, because there's Jordan and Jonathan Knight who are brothers, mm-hmm. and one of them also had a solo career, mm-hmm. or maybe both. And then, of course, you've heard of the Wahlbergs, right? Right. Donnie yes. was in this, yes. Not Danny. That was he the mm. bad boy back then? Yeah. Did they have the roles of like there was like the yes. young one, the the bad boy, mm-hmm. the romantic one? Yes. So uh, Jordan and Jonathan were supposed to be the ones that you swooned over, and most of most of like my friends, I remember like having a crush on one or the other. They were like the genius ones who like wrote the music, was the perception, made the music, played instruments, um, the genius dreamy. One. Well, I mean, like, that was the perception. Like, these are the two, like, the they're so talented and they're brothers and they're so cute. And, like, they're behind the music. And then there was Donnie, who was the bad boy. Because, like, he wore, he wore like, a denim, like, oh, God, vest first with, like, cut-off sleeves. Yeah. <laughs> nice. Yeah. And he's, like, making an angry face mm-hmm. in the picture they're all taking yeah. with, a, with a cap on. And yeah. the rest of them are kind of, like, you know, give them a little smirk. Joey was the little baby. He was the sweet little baby face who who's I believe like who who could hit the high notes like especially early on like mm-hmm. super high notes. And then there was Danny Wood and I never quite understood Danny's role other than like he lifted weights. That was the main thing. Danny like was always muscly mm-hmm. and in like the when they would like do things like appearances he always looked like he just came from the gym mm-hmm. that was sort of he was the sporty one he was sporty spice he was sporty spice. Yeah. yeah sure it's gotta be a sporty one yeah um but i i joey was the one i was obsessed with which would have made sense because he was the youngest member of the group i need to know how young they all were Let, i'm gonna give you some ages for some reference um but before we do that let's check the group message let's do that uh you know when you're listening to music, <laughs> you want to make sure that you're having a comfortable experience, right? You want um, something that fits in your ear well, that feels good, uh, noise, isolating, um, lasts for a long time that you can listen to for hours. Uh, and that's exactly what you're going to get with Raycon wireless earbuds. Um, I can attest a lot of the earbuds that I have used before will fall out of my ears, especially if I'm wearing them while I'm like working out or or walking or, you know, doing anything kind of active. 
But you don't have to worry about that with Raycon wireless earbuds. Uh, the new everyday earbuds come with three new sound profiles to make sure everything you're listening to sounds its best. So whether you need like more or less bass, um, they've got like pure mode for if you want to listen to maybe your favorite podcast by three siblings mm. who talk about pop culture then and now uh they've got balance mode for like rock or heavy metal they've got bass mode um whatever you need you can set it on that and you get the best listening experience possible and something that's comfortable um and uh and this holiday season they would make a great gift so think about that yeah uh, if you're if you're not sure what to buy for somebody this is always a great present uh for them and um then they can use it for music work play calls podcasts whatever they're doing so, Tay, if our listeners want to check out Raycon wireless earbuds, what should they do? Well, they should go to buyraycon.com slash buffering today to unlock exclusive deals up to 20% off your Raycon order. But hurry, this offer is available for a limited time only, and you don't want to miss it. That's buyraycon.com slash buffering to unlock up to 20% off your Raycons. Once again, buyraycon.com slash buffering. Okay, so Joseph... Mulray McIntyre, mm-hmm. <laughs> full name, uh, was born on uh, December 31st, 1972. Oh, so I said 84 is when this band started. Uh-huh. So am I doing the math right that he was 12 uh-huh. when the band started? That's a child. That's <laughs> a baby. <laughs> he was a little teeny baby when that started. That's Sorry. wild. <laughs> Sorry, Taylor. Taylor sent in our group message a picture of the new kids on the block. <laughs> it's non-binary people at brunch in their outfits. That, okay, one of the Knight okay. brothers is wearing just overalls <laughs> with no shirt. I, I, I've dated that person. <laughs> <laughs> no, but like, like the the oh, vest, the 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 beret, and the and the oversized glasses. The oh my the, gosh, the, the sweater. What is jeans, that hat, hat called? Combo. I mean, it's. It's kind of a fedora. It's maybe like a pork pie. Yeah, I think it's a pork pie. <laughs> I would wear that outfit right now, actually. Um, which one is that? Which one's the boy with the glasses? That's Donnie. He doesn't look as much of a bad boy. He does not. That, this is what a bad boy looks like in the 90s. <laughs> I would wear that outfit. Yeah, no, they're all great outfits. All of my friends would dress like this, but these would be queer <laughs> hipsters in Brooklyn. <laughs> bad boy looks like in the night he looks like he's about to like set up his easel in the park and then he's gonna like and then he's gonna argue with you about leftist policy he has opinions about natural wines who's who's my boy in the front with the with the vest and very ripped jeans but it looks like like white tights on under the rips and also loafers Oh. That's one of the Knight brothers. I always got Jordan and Jonathan confused. The Knight brothers are the one the one wearing overalls with no shirt and the one in the vest <laughs> with the ripped jeans. Yeah. And then Danny is the one he's he's just I think that's like a track suit. Yeah, that makes yeah. sense. Sporty spice. And then Donnie is the bad boy, which you can tell from the beret. <laughs> gonna have to post this picture somewhere so people understand. <laughs> Everything is cuffed too. Yeah, Everything. Yeah. Everything is cuffed. If if you can cuff it, they cuffed it. So so if you're a if you're a young queer person struggling with how to figure out your personal style, just look at pictures of the new kids on the block. <laughs> Pick one and go with um, it. 
now they're they're going on tour next so, year. You know this, right? Like, do we just do we just all go so, together and show up dressed as that picture? Absolutely. <laughs> I am. I am just. Oh man! Now that that's Halloween next year. By the way, <laughs> I I am. It is occurring to me that Joey McIntyre was about ten years older than me because he was he was born at the end of seventy two. Mm-hmm. So he's about about ten years my senior. So when I was like wild about in KOTB when I was what did we decide like mm-hmm. nine mm-hmm. <laughs> seven eight nine mm-hmm. he was 17 18 19 yeah. years old <laughs> and I thought he was like the baby <laughs> he was like the little one well comparatively was he <laughs> I mean I yeah but which always feels a little bit weird when when uh uh usually it's a boy band that appeals to like the very young uh like nine ten year olds at least, like, with One Direction, they all were, like, 16 or 17. It's like, well, I guess that's a little bit better. But was this one, like, you know, 18, 19-year-old Joey McIntyre and then, they, like... They were all, like, no, no, no. They were okay. born in 68, 69, 71, 72. They're all, they're all around the same age. Okay. Yeah. So, like, he was the baby, but not not by that much. Okay. Um, but they... But, I mean, part of that is the... Um, like that's the story right mm-hmm. like mm-hmm. they played that up that he was the baby because he was supposed to be like the cute innocent he was baby the spice. one he well and he was the one that it was okay for all the girls to have a crush on right like mm-hmm. you can like joey because he's he's a he's a little boy and he's a gentleman and he's gonna be so shy he's not a even he's not even gonna hold your hand because that would be too much yeah. like that's joey so don't worry don't worry, moms and dads. <laughs> your your children can have a crush on Joey McIntyre, and it's fine. Now stay away from Donnie Wahlberg. Yeah. <laughs> Look at that guy's beret. You know he means trouble. I don't know. I, I think that that's it's a dangerous trap. If they they all can hang tough, Sid. That's true. We're they rough. are rough. If, if you- <laughs> if, 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 if we ain't gonna give anybody any slack, and if you try to keep us down. We're gonna come right back. I like which that. is very like reminiscent because <laughs> it's like it does. We're not gonna hurt you. We're gonna come back. We're just gonna come back. Which you know what it reminds me of the what? JoJo Siwa hit Boomerang. Well, oh. do you think she took inspiration from the back from the new kids on the block? Maybe. Just call them the Backstreet Boys. Well, maybe. Um, I don't know. I I, don't I mean, think she did. I think that the music was supposed... I think it was way more about, like, a catchy pop hook than it was to be lyrically inspirational. Sure. (laughs) Um, And they did... I mean, like, that song had that... Which, like, you hear that and you know instantly, like, oh, okay. I'm transported. No, you're not telling me that don't worry about nothing because it won't take long. We're going to put you in a trance with a funky song. Is it brilliant? I it, never want to hear you use New Kids on the Block and Taylor Swift in the same sentence ever again. <laughs> We're going to put you in a trance with a funky song. Man, I thought this music was so cool Ooh. when I was little. I had, I not only did I, so like the big thing is, of course, they were, I don't want to say they're a manufacturer because they could sing. I mean, like, that's the thing. Like, they can sing, right? Yeah. Um, And they can dance. Watch their old videos. Like, they can dance. They can sing. They can perform. I do believe some of them could actually play musical instruments and mm-hmm. like probably could write their own 
songs. Like, I'm not saying they weren't talented, but the concept was very manufactured. Sure. Um, and merchandised and packaged. And, like, it had very specific goals and demographics and all that. Mm-hmm. And so there was, I mean, like, anything you could want with New Kids on the Block on it existed. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I, of course, I had two different nightgowns. In that picture, I'm wearing my blue one, but right. I also had this purple one that I liked even better. Um, Which really ages their fans if they're, you know, making nightgowns. Well, I mean, it was a nightgown that fit a seven-year-old, yeah. so. They they knew their target demographic. Yeah. Um, I had that lunchbox that, Taylor, you have now. Yes, I, I use it to carry cosplay Plastic. Yes. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that plastic orange lunch lunchbox with just a picture of new kids on the block on the front. Well, um, I mean, also the fact that they made a lunchbox that had a ma- matching thermos. Like, there's only a certain amount. That's an age that's going to use that. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, I had, um, I believe I had a backpack, too, but who knows what happened to that. Uh, I oh. had the dolls, as you mentioned. Oh, that's what I, I was thinking of that box you had, but that mm-hmm. was a 90210 box. My bad. Sorry. I did. I did have a 90210 <laughs> little trunk box thing, storage box <laughs> cube in my room. Um don't worry, I paper mache over it with like astrological yeah. symbols and zodiac yeah. signs at one point. <laughs> <laughs> because if it's a 90s cliche, I've you done it. it. <laughs> unless, unless we're getting into late 90s, early 2000s with the inflatable furniture, because then Taylor did it. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> Man. Um, but I the dolls, like you said, they were they were sized like Barbie dolls. They were perfect for Barbie dolls. And so between the new kids on the block and my nine oh two one oh dolls. Oh boy. Of which I had full sets of both. Ken did not stand a chance. No. No. Ken was out of there. Yeah. There was I There was no Ken. There was no Ken. Why did I need Ken? <laughs> not when I've got Jordan and, and Joey. Joey and Jonathan and Danny and Donnie. And a Luke Perry doll. Yeah. I mean, come on. Come on. Um, I, yeah, I, I had all... Huh? Well, I say I inherited those dolls, and uh, my my friends and I played weird things with Barbies, so Luke Perry became uh, uh, Agent Mulder in, in our game. That's <laughs> 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 so we like to play X-Files Barbie. Well, I love that. That Luke Perry doll, man. Barbie's, that was always Barbie's favorite when I was playing. And then, because like his 9 or 2 and 0 character, but then also he was in the original Buffy the Vampire Slayer movie. Mm-hmm. Um, so he's not Barbie's favorite. He was your favorite. He was a dreamy yes. doll. Which meant Barbie's favorite. Yeah. Yes. He, he was. And he was a bad boy. But with a soft side. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> like maybe he wore a beret sometimes. <laughs> I don't know. But he looked like he might. Uh, <laughs> I was really struck listening to this music by how much of it uh, you could put. There were so many of these songs that if I was listening to the Backstreet Boys and one of these songs came on, I would have been like, that's just more Backstreet Boys. Like, I was expecting it to have more yep. 80s flavor to it. But so much of like the the way that they produce the music sounds like the same. Like, yes. Uh, interchangeable. It's it's very yes it is it's the same kind of thing like as I was listening to it I was trying to feel like it, what about this sets it apart makes it different and it just I mean what sets it apart and makes it different is that it it predated the Backstreet Boys stuff mm-hmm. and so like I guess you can give it credit for that but 
yeah. it, it's all very similar. Like that is the style. Cool. It's and that formula catchy, harmless, yeah. and like having like the young one, the romantic one, the the bad boy, mm-hmm. the talent one. Like that. That's all. Like that. Those exact same roles were just what became the Backstreet Boys and NSYNC. And then you watch that thing you do, and you're like, oh <laughs> no, <laughs> oh. it was before them too. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I get it now. Um, the other thing I had, merchandise-wise, other, other than all these uh, things we've mentioned, I had the comic book. Um, oh. There was a New Kids on the Block comic book that was released. Uh, not with not with the Archies, which, like, Archie met so many people through the comic books. Like, there are so many Archie and the Punisher, Archie and Kiss. Like, there are so many mm-hmm. <laughs> weird... Archie comics where they meet strange celebrities. Why Nuke is on the block and the Archie? And maybe they did. And if it's out there and somebody knows about it, please tell me because I have never read it. But they also had standalone Nuke is on the block comic books, which like is a very I feel like that's a very Beatles kind mm-hmm. of progression yeah. for the band, right? Because it was really accessible to kids. I read them, and there was one that had it was like. Joey McIntyre is looking at you and talking to you. That was the entire story. Um, and he takes you on a date. I don't know. Is there a name for that? Like, is it I, where he's talk? where like the characters talking to the audience uh, directly? I mean, if this was a piece of fan fiction, it would be called a, a Joey McIntyre slash reader. <laughs> well, you read fan fiction. That's that, what it, that I mean, that's what it like was. That. And it, yeah, I mean, because like he's looking directly at you in every panel and he's like, it's a little unsettling. Like he shows up at your doorstep and brings you flowers and then he takes you out for a burger and you sit with him and like eat a burger. I also remember the burger looked really good. <laughs> <laughs> Sydney went on that date so many times for the burger, for the burger. <laughs> for the bur- I have been known to do that in my life. Now I see why you I like love a good head. burger. <laughs> I wasn't Jack Burger section. I'm a at heart. I always thought I was a Betty. Uh, but at the end of the date, he gives you a kiss. He asks permission. He asks consent. So right. I guess you could, if you say no, you don't have to read the last panel. Put down the book. Yeah. <laughs> you, Is you it put just down the book. like his lips just real close? Yeah. No, it's not. It is a oh, panel God. of his lips. I was kidding. Because what are they expecting? You're going to kiss it. You're going to kiss it. Oh, my God. Of course I kissed it. Well, of of course, course you did. You don't know how many times I made out with this comic book page. Because <laughs> it was Joey McIntyre taking me. Well, little you know, Sydney Smurl on a date. <laughs> that's fair. I remember ripping posters of like the Jonas Brothers out of magazines and putting them on my wall and kissing them. So yeah. it's fair. <laughs> Taylor's like, I did I not ne- do that. I, I never voice. made out with with paper. I wouldn't kiss my comics. They have value. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Taylor was more responsible than that. <laughs> But yeah, that was my favorite. My favorite piece of NKOTB merchandise was that comic That's book that amazing. I, I it may still be. You know how mom and dad have all those boxes of our old books mm-hmm. in the basement. I'm sure it is still there. Oh. It might be there. Sydney, a new kids all of on your the Archies block are. comic book that you have personally made out with in, in, in countless times would be <laughs> so much money on eBay. <laughs> That would be a great. I'll raise money for a charity that way. <laughs> I think that's a great idea. You got to find it. 
<laughs> oh, I, I I will look for it because I mean I did love that. Man, I was obsessed. It's with probably that. actually worth money now too. <laughs> I bet you can't find them anywhere. Um, I thought about that with the lun- lunchbox I have, but. I don't know. Some irresponsible child colored all over it with crayon. That was probably me. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> I guarantee it was you. Sorry. <laughs> oh, that's all right. I, I'm not upset about it now. <laughs> that's good. You probably were back then. As of this year, Sydney is not upset about it. <laughs> this is officially. Seems like there's other things to worry about now. Yeah. Um, the the one song I as I was re-listening to all these songs, I made I sent one to you two specifically. Because I listened to it and then I found myself thinking, this is legit a good song. And it was the song Tonight. Mm-hmm. Um, I believe off their album Step by Step. Yes. This is, this is Sydney's Bohemian Rhapsody here. Yeah. It has, it has movements. Mm-hmm. It does. Um, yeah, I mean, I, I would agree in the sense that I think it's closer to a genuinely good song than... Most of the other songs, <laughs> it, only in so the mean. only in the sense that like I would willingly listen to it now and not turn it on, like you know, I I don't know like I it's a good song. It's not the kind of music that now I would go to and choose to turn on. I, but that song is probably the one that would be one of the most likely that I would go to and turn on if I was turning on this kind of music. I like a song that tells a story. I like that it had movements. Yeah. I mean, I, I joke about comparing it to Bohemian Rhapsody, but that is the first thing. I was like, oh, I, I get it. It's like their, their, like, their journey of a song. That's cool. It's cool that they did that. It is. Yeah. I love musical theater. Musical theater tells stories and songs. It's basically like if they were to make, oh, my God, a jukebox musical of New Kids on the Block. Oh, Sydney. <laughs> I'm there. With your skill at writing parodies. You could there you go. Combine two of your loves. <laughs> Yeah, I'm there if they do it. Um, I just thought like it was musically interesting. Uh, I enjoyed it. It it felt mm-hmm. Beatles ish to me. Mm-hmm. It had a Beatlesy feel. Yeah, um, that I enjoyed. Which I read. I I, I went and read more about it because I was like, this song feels so weird to me from a lot of their other songs, and uh, they were trying to take it the band in a more mature direction with it. Like this will grow them up. And they were inspired by Beatles really? music. Um, Beatles and Ska Interesting. were the two inspirations I love for that. that. combo. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> that's, that's like... uh, well, that was kind of what I thought. I was like, well, that you know what? I don't hate any of that. I mean, obviously, I love the Beatles. And like, I can I can do some, some Ska. Some now. Ska. Mm-hmm. A little bit of Ska in that's there. That's one of those like dipping your French fry in like a chocolate frosty. And like, this isn't going to work. Ah, maybe it works. It kind of works. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I mean, I, I mean, well, and again, like with the era that I am from, you, you have to like ska a little, sure. Like it's in there a yeah. little. Yeah, there's no doubt albums. <laughs> um, exactly, exactly. Like ska, ska just kind of showed up, and like you didn't know how ska got to the party. They came with somebody, like somebody brought them, and uh-huh. you were like, well, I guess. But then after you hang with them a little bit, you're like, you know, you're pretty chill. There's actually like a it's really cool, cool ska mm-hmm. revival going on right now. And I say that completely not. <laughs> like, I think it's it's awesome. Like young kids, like unironically embracing ska. Like, absolutely. Please, by all means, pick it up. Pick it up. I have I have no problem with ska. <laughs> um, I would just like to say what I said about the song tonight and also all of the be- the new kids. I keep wanting to call them back to your voice. New Kids on the Block music was came off meaner than I intended. Mm-hmm. I do enjoy this kind of music <laughs> in the sense that I am 
often in a certain kind of mood where I'm in the car and I'm like, that kind of Backstreet Boys in sync, now new kids on the block music. I just want that right now. That would make me feel happy right now. And I think if I were in that mood, I am more likely to turn on that song than some of the other ones um, from this. What was, band. do you have an equivalent? Was it One Direction? Mm. I was about to say New Directions. <laughs> well, that's, that's the show. It was New Glee. Directions. It was well, New I mean, Directions. It was. Yeah. <laughs> Um, no, I mean, yes, I would say my generation One Direction was that equivalent, um, or maybe Five Seconds of Summer, but they still make music and have kind of transitioned away from that, like, more traditional boy band vibe. But I think it was One Direction. I just never got into One Direction. Um, yeah, I don't remember ever hearing, I have never heard, I, I mean, like, if I've heard a One Direction song, I didn't know I did. Yeah. I, I had, I was definitely in the right age group. I had friends that were very, very into them and like went to their concerts and collected mm -hmm. their merch and all that kind of stuff um i don't know i just never i never got into that that vibe of music i was listening to taylor swift the whole time yeah that's been my whole music music life so just taylor swift it, there's one song yeah. and i guess it's, it's obviously one of their newer songs but i think it was I, i'd never heard it before but it was my favorite that i came across and that was a uh, 80s baby yeah so it's it's got a ton and snook is on the block but it's featuring like naughty by nature and like salt and pepper and like tiffany like all of these other 80s icons but my favorite thing is like the kind of chorus is like you're a sophisticated lady but you're an 80 you're to me you're an 80s baby it's like that song i just i picture so many like happy wine moms like hearing that and being like yes like <laughs> i am now a sophisticated lady yes <laughs> but i loved you when i was like, 12 that's when i was 12. an 80s so baby <laughs> yes i think that's exactly but yeah that's exactly the intended i mean they you know they did a cruise <gasps> there was a cruise you could go on with new kids on the block a few what? years back yeah before pre-pandemic of course yeah uh it was well i mean it was definitely something I discussed with people because I I don't remember exactly when it was. And I, so I don't know if it was work stuff or kid stuff. Why? Like I can't go on a new kids cruise, but like, I definitely remember thinking oh, I would, I'd probably enjoy that. <laughs> I'd probably like that pretty well. <laughs> now I just, I just need to ask very quickly because I will admit, I didn't really listen to most of the album they put out in 2008, just because I knew that the music you would listen to is probably the, stuff from their first few albums mm -hmm. so that was what i listened to there's a song on this album from 2008 with lady gaga on it yeah what <laughs> they did a song with lady gaga there i mean there was it, it was I, it like made the mainstream news when they launched their sort of revival well, it's been a decade mm -hmm. but i remember like seeing that happen like good for them <laughs> yeah there's also a song in this album called sexify my love <laughs> They said we're done. We're not was, little boys anymore. It's 2008. Yeah, they grew up. It's too, well. It was such a great time, right? 2008. Obama was president. <laughs> Lady Gaga was like making Doing songs, making more kids this on way. the block. Like this yeah. was this was just. It was a great moment to be alive. <laughs> Why not sexify your love? <laughs> Why not? <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, thank you both. I won't make you talk about new kids on the block anymore. But uh, I thought this. Was I did fun. enjoy it. <laughs> It puts me in a certain mindset where I'm like, I I can't really be upset right now. This is just yeah. like, this is enjoyable. There there was a certain there is a certain degree to which that kind of cheese is earnest in a way mm -hmm. that I really identify with and long for in media. And so yeah, it will always it will always hold that little piece of my heart. <laughs> All right, what's next? 
Uh, well, I got to up. I got to stir the pot here. I think a little bit because mm-hmm. I know that Ry- Riley's up after me, and I know you're going to do the the re-release of Red. So yes, I thought I would pick one of my favorite films uh, from my youth, uh, teen years, whatever. That stars Jake Gyllenhaal. Uh, oh. I thought we could talk about Donnie Darko. <laughs> I'm excited because I I didn't know that there was such a problem with Jake Gyllenhaal. <laughs> he didn't come to her 21st birthday party. I di- I didn't know any of this stuff. Um, the, the, I do love Donnie I, Darko though. I have never seen this movie though, so I I am just you know excited to watch the movie. I I'll too. pretend it's just you know not Jake Gyllenhaal. Your opinion's gonna be so colored by. Everything you now know, everything we all now know about Jake Gyllenhaal. Mm-hmm. And I already knew so much, but somehow it just got worse with this new album. And it all happened like ten years ago. <laughs> just... uh, yes, I, that is exciting. I'm ex- I'm excited. Yes, we can all go back to the time when he was just sort of dreamy mm-hmm. and mysterious. Uh, I don't. Was he ever dreamy? I thought he was like weird, and that was his whole appeal. <laughs> when did he become dreamy? I thought the I think he was a little dreamy. Made him dreamy. Mm, okay, I'm curious what the overlap here because Donnie Darko was 2001, and the idea of like Donnie Darko era Jake Gyllenhaal breaking Taylor Swift's heart this hard is just so no. silly to me. It was like a full ten years later. Okay, all right. Because he was like, I mean, he was like 30 when they oh, when he, they dated. So he was in his dreamy era by then. All right. Yeah. Okay. Well, thank you, Sid. For introducing me to in check out, we gotta get we'll get this photo up on Twitter or something so that you can. I'll just make it our profile yeah. picture. I'm still buffering. Please, it. absolutely. So you all know. <laughs> I'm just really <laughs> for next Halloween. I'm just really glad. No, not Halloween. This is just I need some fashion inspiration, and here it is. I've, yeah, it is. It is all very relevant. Yeah. to today. Um, <laughs> thank you all. Thank you to Maximum Fun. You should go to MaximumFun.org and listen to all the great podcasts there. Um, you can email us at stillbuffering at MaximumFun.org if you know about an Archie Nukes on the Block crossover comic book that I missed somehow. <laughs> you can tweet at us at stillbuff. Thank you to the novellas for our theme song, Baby Change Your Mind. This has been your cross-generational guide to the culture that made us. I am Riley Smurl. I'm Sydney McElroy. And I'm Taylor Smurl. I am Still Buffering. And... And I, I am, am too. too. All right, fellas. Here we go. <laughs> la, 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 Can we just change our intro to that? <laughs> yeah. Or just we're up. We're up. Are you tough enough? Because <laughs> we aren't. Speak for yourself. Look, it's a rough world out there, especially lately. I get it. So let's take care of our minds as best we can. I'm John Moe, host of Depression Mode with John Moe. Every week, I talk with comedians, actors, writers, musicians, doctors, therapists, and everyday folks about the obstacles that our world and our brains throw in front of us. Depression, anxiety, traumatic stress, all those mental health challenges that are way more common and more treatable than you might think. The first time I went to therapy, I was so ashamed, and I was like, can't believe I gotta go into therapy. Like, I thought I could be a man, and Humphrey Bogart was never in therapy. And then my dad said, yeah, but he smoked a carton of cigarettes a day. Give your mind a break, give yourself a break, and join me for Depression Mode with John Moe. 
MaximumFun.org. Comedy and culture. Artist owned. Audience supported.